This week on the Push Boys Podcast, we have some protein and bakehouse protein bars to try. We also talk about the neurological and physiological effects of long COVID and coming back to fitness. And overcoaching. Jesus is a fan. And in three, two, one. Let's go, Dan. Chest up. Dishwater tablets. Spinach. Go. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the Push for Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? I'm good. I'm just perplexed as to why it's snowing so heavily yet sunny at the same time. Um, as we do this right now it, outside, it's sunny and snowing. Weird. Like, I can't get England, my head around bro. it. Like, England. What are we doing to the country? What are we doing to the world? Like <laughs> climate. Do you know what I mean? We're fucking this country. This, I keep saying country. country. We're fucking this world up. It's, we opened with it was hotter than Africa last year. Last year? Last week. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was good on the weekend. And then it's bitterly cold and apparently snowed. Didn't snow that much in London. We got we had a flurry, I believe it's uh, the technical term. Um, but that's about it. Like, oh, this is coming down. I saw your story earlier, and it was coming down. Is it's it worse than that? that now. It's worse yeah. than that now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's show us on this audio show. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is going on in your world? A lot, mate, you know, just, just cracking on. Got about 20-odd program, gym programs to write in the next five days <laughs> when the gym's open. But um, other than that, I'm Never. all good. Never um, it's not about those. I, got about, I, I just do it in chunks. I have to do, like, I've got five to do tonight, and then I'll do five tomorrow night, five night after. You know, I can't, can't do all that in one day. That's just going to be too much. <laughs> that would, I would, yeah, I would lose my face if uh, yeah. Yeah, I had to write that many in one hit. But, yeah. I bet, like, that, I'm like, excited for one. gyms to open. I'm excited for everyone to get back in. It's been nice. I tell you what, it has been nice writing programs for a gym rather than for home. <laughs> that's been a nice luxury. <laughs> Although the novelty did wear off after the first like 15, then it, it wore off. Yeah, then, you know? I bet. But, um, but yeah, I'm getting there. We're getting there. Oh, Very excited to get back to the gym and back with proper equipment and all that sort of jazz. I think so. Obviously, think everyone I... is right, but so this is officially. Fingers crossed, Boris don't fuck us, the last bunker cast. We'll just call it the bunker cast um, that we will do. Maybe ever. Because gyms will be open. Don't say that. I know. What we got? 49, don't say that. I'm still, 40, I'm still convinced. 41. I'm still this convinced we need to get used to this. Bunker cast 42. Mental. <laughs> I'm still convinced we need to get used to this because what I predict is that terrorist groups are going to see how badly everyone handled this and just go hmm let's just develop ourselves a virus that can kill people that's what i reckon's gonna happen <laughs> i mean it's a bit doom and gloom in it but you know yeah i mean starting right. off lovely well i had a lovely easter weekend um <laughs> did lots of walking we we decided to get the last bits of kind of lockdown walking around london where there's no people um yeah because i'm assuming it's 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 kind of like the first lockdown, it's, it's a weird thing to say. And I, I almost put a story up on it being like, oh, I'm going to miss lockdown. Like everybody's like, what? Are you, are you serious? <laughs> it's like in a weird way, like the first lockdown, there was nobody on the streets at all. This one's, there's yeah. obviously more and more, but it was like the last time to go to Trafalgar Square and Parliament Square and these places where there's 
fuck all tourists. When like I put stories of um, we're in Covent Garden up, right? That was Covent the Garden guy. on, on a the Saturday guy was... night. That on guy Saturday... on, the, on the thing. Yeah, yeah, the thing. Oh my it's god, insane! I can't remember. I can't remember what his name was. I can't so help Australian. but feel though. I can't that help but feel for, for for that amount of talent. That like, why are you still doing that? Like, surely you should be somewhere else doing this. No, and I'm like, he's doing that. Like, we sat there for a good 25 minutes. Like, what is his show? Like, had a, had a coffee or like a hot chocolate or something. I gave him a tenner. I was just like, I've got to give him something, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm just taking it all yeah. in. Like, fuck you, cunts that are just like, oh, I'm not gonna give him anything. It's like I've literally just, I was like, this is basically theatre right now. Like, there's yeah. nothing. That, <laughs> like, we basically he was doing a little bit of stand-up comedy. He was like, he was funny guy, and he was like, he was on. So people didn't see the story. He was on like a crappy table, like on some cobbles on lots and he put what you know like he put those bricks in whilst he was on top of that board yeah. on top of a wheel and he yeah. put it, he built the stand himself whilst on top of it and then he threw knives around and some fire because he was like huh knives fire ah, what could go wrong <laughs> he was quite funny and he was like this is the best show i've had all year and there was like 15 of us there <laughs> in the so whole impressive. of covent garden it was insane yeah. so he was just like yeah, appreciate it, guys, like, really, because it's a bit of a struggle for me. Uh, I was like, no shit. <laughs> like, a, a street performer where there's nobody on the streets is quite quite a tough gig. Yeah. Um, that is but tough yeah, gig, we did it? that. It was, it, was, it was quite nice just to walk around London when nobody's there. Um, and then, yeah. of course, it was Easter. What eggs did you get, Dan? Did you get any fun eggs? I got, I got a lint bunny. Um, really annoyingly I got I was supposed to get for myself I got myself an M&S egg and it was supposed to have like a crunchy or crispy egg like in the egg not like crispy things on the side of an egg it was supposed to be in the egg didn't have any in stock so they sent me a Kit Kat chunky one for oh. real substitution which is a bit annoying that was a substitution um, wow yeah so uh, but I, I haven't eaten that yet and I had I just had loads of mini eggs and lint bunnies they're my thing you see I'm not Easter eggs are good. I've obviously eaten some of Isabel's because she had about six. So I was like, well, I'm not going to buy myself one. So I've had some dairy milk Easter eggs, which were nice. Yeah. Any eggs are always obviously good. Uh, you got a great one. I heard. I heard you got a great one. A Stormtrooper one. I you heard. Stormtrooper. I was, I was browsing Ocado and I saw the Stormtrooper from MS, Stormtrooper Easter egg. Sent it to Tom's girlfriend. I was like, yeah, get in this. He'll love it. And she was like, oh my God, he will love it. And then apparently. He was very underwhelmed with it and just didn't intend. <laughs> right? Well, it more was excited like whole... about a Thomas the Tank Engine one. I got apparently. Thomas the Tank Engine one. Um, I got a one from the Connaught. I got this one, some tempered chocolate. We got some Thorntons. We got some. Have you seen the Thorntons? They've closed all their shops. Uh, yeah, they've yeah not done well. I mean, right. that, that brand was dying for a long time. They went down from over the last, like, 10 years from about 260 yeah. stores to about 60 stores. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. They're not, staying, they're not just staying online or anything. They are closing, aren't they? Just yeah, closing they are everything. closing, I believe, yeah. Um, like, they, I think they just got beaten out by Hotel Chocolat, to be fair. I think those yeah. are the guys. Because Hotel Chocolat end up being in hotels and stuff as well, and restaurants, and they, they've killed it through that. Um, yeah, it's nice to be fair. It, it is, is nice. Yeah, step your game up. Thorns, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? yeah. step your game up. Jesus. Um, yeah, so I had, a, I had a lovely Easter. My mum gave me a biscuit for some weird reason as well. Uh, is a, a cookie? biscuit? <laughs> she gave me like two Easter eggs and a biscuit. I was like, thanks. I guess it's a tractor. If you like. Um, <laughs> very quite strange. Um, yeah, mate. So lovely. And we're back to work. 
awful times. Um, I actually took like the Friday off and half of the Monday. So it was quite nice. Um, it was good. And on the eight-week supportive, that was my last week with you guys. Sorry. There was some tears. There was... Uh, oh, Joy. They're going to be almost PTs by the end of the week where they have their exams this weekend. Oh, Woo! God. Don't fuck up your exams. Don't fuck up your exams. All right. Protein review. Protein bar review. There we go. We had it. I still haven't bothered learning anything on my ukulele. I will. Promise. Uh, you're useless. Um, I'm useless. I think I'm going to do some like exercise advice whilst playing the ukulele because um, I think that'd be funny. Uh, and it'll be no, no, just the ukulele happening. And people will be like, oh, you're in the, he's in a sing. I'm, like, I'm just going to tell you to like, squat properly and stuff like that. Uh, quite all right. All right. So we're going to go through the protein bakehouse. They finally arrived. We got one of every single one, didn't we? Uh, we did get one of every single one that was in stock, I believe. I believe they do desserts, and we didn't have anything from them. Okay. Desserts. Um, so we had everything from there. So we'll read them out, and uh, we're not going to have all five because, you know, Easter. I got to have some chocolate later, um, and we got to not plow for all these. So we got a lemony dream, um, a chocolate nutter, a bicky scoff, a coco bueno, and a caramel crumble. They all sound pretty decent, apart from the lemony dream, and because I don't really like lemon That's an apple caramel crumble, caramel. That's what I said. No, you said caramel. Make it sounds like caramel and maple. Crumble. Did I say caramel? I, I thought I said yes. apple. Anyway, um, caramel crumble. I'm right. <laughs> I think we should go. I think we should go for the bueno and the apple crumble. Bueno and apple. You're taking away from the Bicky scoff. Jesus. I think that All needs right. to be saved. Uh, oh, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind actually. Let's do it. Let's do it because we got we got another week of these, haven't we? So essentially, we got two weeks worth. Um, so we're gonna go coco bueno and caramel crumble. I believe is what you just said. So I got to find these. Um, problem with wanna... naming it, the problem with naming it things like Coco Coco Bueno is that if this doesn't taste like a Bueno, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, no, you're like. If you just said chocolate hazelnut, I'd have gone, okay, let's try it. <laughs> now I'm All expecting it. it to um, be like a Bueno. I do, I do like in terms of bakehouse. What Dan ties into it, you got a little. They, they've obviously they they've definitely bought Microsoft Office, um, so they have a nice published little piece of paper. Two A three, not A three, A fives, um, all nicely folded with the uh, all the nutritional information on. Lovely job. So consume within one week for ultimate freshness. Not gonna happen. You can microwave if you can microwave them, um, or for a softer bar, eat at room temp. So we got these two, right? What we got? Um, right, they look crunchy, don't they? They look like they're yeah, gonna they be look like crunchy. They're not. They're not. Oh, so the the cocoa bueno, two twenty cows, um, eighteen grams carbs, twenty grams of protein, seven grams of fat. They're all about twenty grams of protein, and the caramel maple is two hundred and six calories. Pretty low. They're low on calories, aren't they? Um, yeah. They're not like up there with the protein pantry stuff. Seventeen grams of carbs, twenty one ish. We'll give it twenty one grams of protein, and ah. Uh, Five to six grams of fat. What were what, what we saying? What did, what did you just have? Coco Bueno. Coco Bueno, yeah. Not happy. Well, what's you, not what's, impressed. What's you, not impressed. No. 
Um, uh, they, they're, it's like the chewy ones from Protein Pantry, right? It's that texture. Okay. But it's not, the flavors are not that strong. It just tastes a bit chocolatey and a bit hazelnutty. But it, it's, what disappointed me is I thought it was going to be a different texture because it looks like a flapjack kind of texture. And then you bite yeah. into it and it's just a soft, chewy protein bar like the protein pantry ones the thick ones like i the protein pantry ones i love are the cake ones they're the cakey ones they're the ones i like this is a bit of like the softer one it's just really soft isn't it yeah and it's just it doesn't really taste too much again they've killed themselves because they've said bueno on it and it's just not a kinder bueno like it's chocolate hazelnut you, you think bueno and we've we've gone through this again and again what's the biggest thing about like that bueno is the the wafer crunch right and then you the get crunch, the little gooey yeah. inside. And the cream. And there's no you crunch the, or cream. Yeah. So that's it. It tastes the same, but there's no texture. Interesting. Um, yeah, I feel because they built it up, I think. And it needed it needed a crispy in there, didn't it? They needed some, yeah. some of those soy crispies I had from that other bar the other day. Um, yeah. So that wasn't... That not- was, not fantastic. Are we go. Have you uh, opened the other one? Not yet. I mean, right. I'm, gosh, I'm going into disappointed <laughs> straight away. I just. You know. I'm gonna go for this. It smells good. Uh, Actually, the problem is it looks crunchy. I was really excited looking at them when the pack came. I was like, these are gonna be different. They're different. You know. I thought, oh, this is gonna be something. And this is uh, just. You have to go right know. to the middle of this bar. Okay. I think. It's a pretty big freaking bite, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Quite big. Um, I quite like the gooey. Like the actual, there's like what would be apple puree or something underneath the white chocolate stuff. Mm. Is that what's there? I quite like that. But again... Again, I'm I'm expecting crunch or something in there. It just needs a crunch, doesn't it? Like it needs some pops and some rice krispies or something like that. Because it's it's really like it does say that you can have it. Like obviously, put it five ten seconds in a microwave for it to be. That gooey. one is better. That one is better. It, they are gooey. Like anyway, they are really gooey. Mm. I think it's um. Do you know what it is? Ch- chocolate protein stuff is generally quite difficult because it's never that great. So the, it's, that's better than chocolate one. But like you say, it still needs some crunch in there. It does need a crunch, doesn't it? Like the fact that you can get soya krispies. Yeah. Just put them in. They're high protein. Put them in. <laughs> I don't, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, that'd be a no brainer for me. Like the soya krispies mm. that I had in that vegan bar. And I was like, it's actually an all right bar. <laughs> and it was only 190 calories. Um, yeah. They're, they're in- Basically, if anybody wants to buy them, they're incredibly soft flapjacks. I think that's an accurate description. But not even flapjacky. But they're incredibly soft no. flapjacks. Very, very soft not, and gooey. They, they almost need to be cooked more. They're not as chewy as, you know, like the protein punch ones that are chewy. They're not as yeah. chewy as that. They, they break down a bit quicker, but. Uh, personally, wouldn't buy them again. Yeah, just throw no, it out fantastic. there. Fantastic. Yeah, I feel Sorry, like definitely. House. Yeah, 
I paid Good. for them. I'm not saying sorry. I paid for them. We didn't. We didn't get um, these for free. Um, yeah. So yeah, all right, all right. But still, better. Like, again, like just remember, like disclaimer, better than like you know carb killers and stuff. Be- like we're not, yeah. we're not, we're not saying they're really bad. They're just not birthday cake protein pantry bars, right? Yeah, which that's the standard. Yeah, birthday cake um, protein pantry is like. Out. It's, it's literally ridiculous. a birthday It's, it's so just like a birthday <laughs> um, But it is, that, caram- that apple crumble one is better than the, the chewy, like the double chocolate, white chocolate chunk we had from Protein Pantry, for example. I'd probably put that ahead of it. Yeah. But I wouldn't buy those over the Protein Pantry cake varieties, like the Cherry Bakewell, the birthday I cake. St- I, was just I still, I don't know if it's a... a I know a reminiscent thing, a nostalgic thing. I still love the caramel and crunch from that place. No, and sorry, yeah, the crunch as well. The crunches, <laughs> the hazelnut cream, caramel and crunch. Yeah, you're right. They, they, those as well. Like, yeah, the texture's big, bro. Just but, don't put bueno on your bar because it's just setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, you're setting yourself up. You want a kinder bueno, failure. like, and you've got and a you... biscoffy one as well. So, I mean, good luck I mean, with that next week. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that's gonna be fun. I've got, um, yeah, so. Mm, yeah, wouldn't purchase again, but they're good. So I think we'll give them a seven. Yeah, yeah, seven. Seven, seven, seven seven's out of ten. That's fine, but lovely. Um, anyway, I've got Biscoff sauce. A massive bowl oh, of Biscoff sauce. You know, you get the spread. This is the sauce. Like, imagine is it, like, what is it? Is it more viscous? Sauce. Is it's, it more viscous? Yeah. Imagine less stuff, viscous. Like the stuff that you put, like, where, you know, the big ice creams that you get. And the, the stuff yeah. that's inside that, I think it's that. So good. I, I literally yeah. when I got, when I when I got I got given it basically because somebody made. Um, a, it's less uh, viscous. It's less viscous than less viscous. Than less viscosity. Yeah. yeah. Less viscosity. So somebody somebody made a Biscoff cheesecake and had it left over, and they're like, "Well, I'm not leaving this. I'll give it to Tom because apparently I'm known for liking Biscoff." And they're like, <laughs> like, "There you go." And I was like, "Fuck me!" Like the thing's like over a tenner. And it's like. I'm just thinking now I might actually buy some because I'm just in my head thinking that must be great on yogurt. Oh yeah, but I haven't tried it on yogurt. I did. Can you imagine <laughs> I, that, like, imagine getting like any... yogurt and apple, like I have, yeah. and then just being like that. Oh, I had that I, so good. Basically, all I had was in terms of treats, and I was like craving something kind of sweet. Um, all I had was like some, not this is bad. Uh, Chloe likes having digestive biscuits, and I was like, these are boring. I was like just put the Biscoff sauce on the digestive. Lovely. Made myself a little yeah. Biscoff digestive. It was... Because digestives are thing. shit. No one would ever get a digestive <laughs> one and make a Biscoff, yeah. She likes them for breakfast. Weird. Um, oh my God, that's annoying. I can, I can only order a minimum of two bottles of this stuff. Wow. I can't order just one. How annoying. That is annoying. You want one. Oh, anyway. well, I've got to get two now. Never mind. <laughs> Mate, summer's say? come in. You're going to be ice cream parties outside box with uh, of, Isabel. What about a box of 48 cream eggs? Um, yeah, what? I bought those. <laughs> you would. That's you all over that, isn't it? Biscoff, got, uh, those sauces. I've got a box of 48 cream eggs to take back to work for next week. Everybody to have cream eggs. First come, first go. Oh, that's a nice person. Um, all right, mate. We're going to move on to fitness-ish advice. Biscoff um, is fitness. Shut fucking up. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to vaguely talk about... We've got two main subjects to talk about. Um, we're going to be slightly brief, but I guess I, oh, Dan can give me his, 
is is fifty pence. Um, two cents isn't that the phrase? Fifty pence, Tuppence. two cents, tuppence. He can give me yeah. a quid's worth if he really wants to. If he wants to go the whole hog. On long COVID, so I was in a little uh, webinar, I believe, this morning. Um, I can't remember the name of the people um, for the life of me. The, the, the doctor of physiology was called Joseph. No, Carl. He was called Carl. Um, and then <laughs> I was clearly paying attention. Um, yeah. But they were talking about, so one thing, cracking business, because uh, they've jumped on this as quick as possible. Um, and I was like, Jesus, they thought about that quickly. And even though, but I, I think from a moral standpoint, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, so they've jumped on instructing a certification, as it were, and um, guidance for trainers, health professionals like ourselves um, to cope and be instructed about clients that possibly may have had COVID and are wanting to come back to the gym and train and maybe kind of suffering from long COVID, which I think everybody's kind of seen in the news, right? So long COVID. Mm. Um, so generally the, like, so the, the skepticism, me skepticism, no, um, that I went in with it was like, all right, I see, I feel like this is a quick buck that they're trying to make. As soon as mm. someone like kind of mentions certifications and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, do you have an awarding body behind you? Do you basically for somebody to have a certification, I feel like they need to have the government one as well. Mm. Um, so they've got that guidance through. So I'm like, Oh, is it just a bullshit certification that you're making up? So I'm a suddenly a qualified person, but okay. I was like, all right, we'll give them the benefit of that. Um, also, this is so new that I doubt there's research on it. So it can't be guided by research or peer reviewed research. Um, because all the data is so new, you kind of it will be changing and evolving all the way. So, but from an interest point of view, I thought it was a good thing to sit in on, and I will endeavor to sit through a few. I've got three months worth of kind of looking at their stuff, um, and we'll have a look and see what advice for people who will be suffering from long COVID. So what it seems like, I think some of the football players, particularly in Newcastle, so remember St. Maximan and some of these guys, they, they're not like back to full fitness, they're kind of their, their levels of fitness they were before they contracted COVID. So that, that is what they deem like a long COVID. So they've had a sustainable fatigue, I believe they uh, use that word, um, from having COVID, they have no symptoms, they have no nothing, but they're kind of neurologically and physiologically impaired from having COVID. And obviously such a, a disease that we've got is just like, all right, well, we don't really know how long it will go on. We don't know how hard to press them in terms of, will they get it back straight away? Will they able to, it's like a push hard, like get there, or do we go too hard too soon is the danger um so they were discussing a few people that, that kind of went too hard too soon and relapsed and back into hospital um and kind of because they couldn't keep up with the neuro neurological adaptations they were trying to enforce themselves through training so which is an interesting thing i was like i didn't think that would happen but you just felt like you'd been hit by a, a truck or something like that so it's interesting. I'd love to hear Daniel's thoughts. And I don't have any, I, I don't know, I, I lie. I do have one client who did have COVID pretty bad and was bedridden for two weeks. Um, but I did train him post. And I 
did taper it back quite a lot. And injuries that he had maybe previous to training with me about four years prior kind of resurfaced stuff that we'd done strength work to get rid of and blah, 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 all this kind of resurfaced. And suddenly the knee was an issue and suddenly the knee flexion stuff was an issue again. And he seemed to have a little bit more burst of trouble than I thought he would coming back. And I was like, I thought we sorted this kind of stuff. I was like, I'm pretty confident in my ability to be able to train this person. So I, I feel like I've seen it. And then, but just like, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but just by common sense, I feel like I tapered back and I just went back to kind of pre-habby, rehabby movements and going, all right, this person needs this, 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 because I've already gone through that phase before. So what was interesting for me was they were talking about tests and reassessment and probably what is a good thing for everybody after a certain amount of what is deconditioning is reassessment. I think Daniel would agree that when the football players come back after holidays, what do we do? test week like we're like all right we're gonna discuss your levels so we can kind of see where they're at my advice probably in the first two weeks of getting your clients who are probably going to be slightly deconditioned would be maybe you put them through some sort of relative to them relative to you and your data testing protocols whatever they may be. So I, I use like goblet squats at something of their body weight for however many reps they can do stuff that's safe. I'll be like, all right, Dan weighs 75 kilos. He's in a goblet squat, 25 kilos as many times as possible. Off you go. Um, which three or four, maybe for Daniel. So, but yeah, if you like <laughs> so it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts. Cause I think there's like, I'm always I'm looking like will their CV system be fucked? Will their anaerobic system be fucked? Will that system be fucked? Will neurological be a strength system really? I'm like, ooh, there's a lot of kind of things in the air. But do I just look at it for they've had an extended period off and being deconditioned, and I treat them like that? You don't I think it's just a. Uh, I'd imagine it's just a stressor to the body. It's obviously still dealing with it, and that's the way you should approach it with. <clears throat> excuse me dieting training whatever it would be an added stressor then arguably one that's probably you know if someone's got capacity to deal with 100 percent stress on any not any given day they're at 30 percent if this sim if this issue causes them to constantly be at say 60 70 percent they just don't have much wiggle room for you to be able to then add training nutrition dieting stress whatever it is to that as well and obviously they're you know more like you said about the previous injuries maybe they've become more sensitive yeah. to to pain uh, or previous you know issues um and that could be related to to stress could be related to cortisol could be related to all those sorts of things um but it just makes sense right like, like you yeah. said it's common sense whether you call it long covid or massively deconditioned you listen to that's where you listen to to your client you listen to what they're going through what how they're feeling and if you've got a client who's previously had rehab for an injury and they come back to train with you and they go oh it's starting to hurt again you don't go oh we'll plow on anyway you don't know we'll go back to what we're doing um so yeah it seems that you know it's just log logic for any good trainers out there but i suppose there's not many good trainers out there so probably <laughs> so why they need seemed, a certification on it yeah um so it seemed to be like there was a neurological um like a deficit that was happening and like a physiological one in terms of maybe cv systems because it's a respiratory disease right so one would assume their respiratory system would be fucked and slightly down um, so they kept on going on about a Rockport test, um, which I have never done. Daniel, have you done the Rockport one mile walking test? 
the Rockport one mile walking test. Um, it is as far as you can fucking go in a mile, walking only. Heart rate monitor on, see what kind of zones you hit, but walking only. Um, not too sure what you're going to be doing, to be honest. Um, so yeah, however, like however quick you do it. So I just went on Google, always a, a trusted element of it. Um, at what pace should the one mile walk test be performed? So excellent for a 20 to 29 year old. I believe that is 13 minutes, 12 seconds under. I have no idea. I might do this. Fuck it. Maybe we should right. do it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> see, see what my respiratory system is. Um, I'm not going to do that with one of my clients in a session. Um, probably not. not yeah, imagine I'm, that. What are we going to say? Let's go walk a mile. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that testing is a waste of time, but some testing might be a waste of time in your time. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, the goblet assessments or stuff like the relative strength assessments and body weight strength assessments, all lovely, or, or like 30 second max efforts and that kind of stuff is perfectly valid to do, as far as I'm concerned. Or you mm. try and stay at, I, w- I would probably do like a, a, a dumbed down FTP test or a, a, a ramp test or something like that. Um, more might be more beneficial in a uh for a client and in a session but i probably wouldn't make them walk for between 15 probably about 15 minutes um so yeah interesting but i thought it was it's an interesting topic and i think it will be something that i'm I'm sure some certifications and some things that crop up and it will be a question i'm sure the amount of people have had covid and they're coming back to train it'll be something that will be in their mind especially the people who've had this long covid thing um so i will endeavor to tell people what i think and as i go through a few more of their lectures and see what they're talking about i can only assume that there'll be a stuff by lab testing that i'd love to see um probably their lactate levels would be an interesting thing to see based off some of the exercises so if we could do bloods it would be a great thing but that's obviously specialist stuff um i would just um look i'd like to see their respiratory what's the one of those things <sighs> we do that douglas <sighs> bag like that. douglas bag things yeah mm-hmm. i'd like to see that um over time especially with breathing mechanics, that'd be interesting to see. And then, yeah, stuff like rock ports or like aerobic fitness will be interesting to see for respiratory disease, as it were. Um, so, yeah. Interesting, Daniel. Interesting. It's a new thing that we haven't really had to cover before. And it's something that I've never actually had to think about. I've been like, yeah, yeah, um, maybe this person. But, yeah, I think most good trainers would be like, I'm just going to dial it back and steady as she goes like don't push them too hard because it's brand new stuff it's like all right we're going to be safety 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 doesn't just say that to the client you're like you've had a fucking disease that didn't exist two years ago like jesus christ shut up (laughs) we're just gonna try and do this like properly and not fuck you up because you could be re-hospitalized or something like that and probably have we don't know what will happen um anyway all right our next topic within coaching is, um, yeah, coaching, over coaching. 
Dan got annoyed. What was the clip? What oh, was the clip? Fuck it. <laughs> like I follow this. I follow Doctor John Rusin. I know. I really annoys me. He probably, he probably I, listens. I, <laughs> I I actually kind of uh, talked about him in a, a class yesterday and was like, oh, this be this guy would be a good thing for relative strength assessments. He does some he does some cool stuff, but also does some whack. Yeah, no, stuff. don't get me wrong. Like some of his stuff is is cool and it's fine and and it's all good. I've got no problems with the stuff necessarily. Yeah, it's just the way that like the videos are. It's like <laughs> he's got he, he's he's got like his mates with him or his missus or whoever is training him, and they're doing like a, a, an exercise demo of, of an exercise, right? And I hope to God he's not he's not videoing his actual program because if he is, he does something different all the fucking time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I assume not. I assume <laughs> it's just a clip of certain things, but yeah, they're always like yeah, good chest up driving these out and it always like every rep they say something and it just annoys me because i'm like at no point when i was coaching someone did i ever ever say something every single rep and then the other one they do when they don't have anything good to say about form they just go one two three i'm like okay just tell them you count in your head and when they're done tell them they're done if that's the- but it's just like yeah like hang on let me see if i can get one up hang on. let's go Come on. Good. Just always saying something, like every rep, like every time someone does something. Yeah. I don't have to count the reps because that is a rep. You can you can tell when they are. <laughs> Ridiculous. It annoys me. Like, and you post it on Instagram. It's just like, just turn the sound off. Get, get rid of the audio get rid of the audio yeah, yeah. because it, it, that, that was basically if anybody was lost from the uh, intro that's what I was saying to Dan um, I was like I was waiting for him just to start listing his, uh, his shopping and be like what, what do you, you end up end up saying bullshit because everybody does it in group X classes they're funny because you end up saying some weird stuff and you're like what am I even saying like if once you've said brace your core and brace your abs and squeeze your glutes there's not much else to say in a group X class it seems um, and then they're like yeah yeah keep going guys work it oh yeah come on all right let's go and you're like all right well we are going that's, I get it but it's it's motivational within and within a degree but yeah it's interesting isn't it mate like what would what would you i'm gonna i'm gonna pause here because daniel's decided to turn his mic off but yeah <laughs> three two one we're back in the room because daniel decided to turn his mic back on um <laughs> dan's got some Literally silly headphones basically um that whenever he moves the uh, microphone he looks like he's on a basically you're <laughs> you're like uh we're gonna sell some stuff to you today oh is that okay he basically have you ever seen i'm doing sales a phone jacker or something like that. Um, so definitely buy some shares with Dan, whatever he tells you. I'm sure he's calling some people up. Um, <sighs> yeah, get some, get a different mic. Fuck now, but your quality is good. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It's... I just, it just, it was, I was just looking at it and it just annoyed me. I was just coming across the videos and the sound was on. I was just like, shut up! Like she's <laughs> doing like a belted squat. Like you don't need yeah. form tips on a belted squat. It's pretty straightforward. It, drive through the drive through the heels push the knees out chest up it's like she knows she's doing it fine she doesn't need you don't need to tell her it's not like she was crouched over pushing through her toes like she was doing yeah. all the stuff you were she was about. doing yeah just, like, there's there's something that we we teach we're like all right well if we don't say anything if the, i'm like i always say if i'm not saying anything it's a good thing like that means you're doing it correctly carry on as you were like no news is good news kind of thing um 
And then there's also a coaching technique, Dan. I'm sure you've done this. Is is too much information is probably not a good thing for a client, yeah. and we probably need to have like nuggets of information, um, especially during a set because fucking or a focus of each set. Else. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we we talk about a focus of each set. We're like, all right, for this set, I want you to really think about this because that's the biggest issue, and the rest of the shit we can sort out later, and it's not going to kill you. We talk. We just figure out the stuff that was yeah. going to kill you. And then we do it. And we, I think we're quite similar in the fact if they're not going to die during that set, I'll let them mostly carry on unless it looks like absolute shit. Um, yeah. I'll probably carry on and be like, what did you think about that set? Like, did it feel like what was happening? Or I might take the piss out of them and be like, what the fuck was that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Did I, did I do that? No. All right. Okay. Well, let's watch me again. Um, which is, which is fine. Get to know the client first. Don't do that in your first session. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a case of like drip feeding information as well. Um, obviously, that was a, a video on Instagram, but I still think like he probably does coach like that. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Because um, I think that's the kind of thing you just do naturally, instinctively. Like, yeah, he's not I doing think that so as well. To try and be like, like it's every exercise and every set. It's not like a one-off. It wasn't like just that exercise. It's just all that all the time. And again, I hate the counting reps. If you're a, again, if you're a PT, right, and you count your reps out loud, or whatever, that's fine. If you've done that up to this point, if you didn't know any better, but from now on, please stop. Because <laughs> that's all some people think PTs do. Yeah. Because you just count reps. Because so they think, oh, I don't need someone to stand there and count reps for me. That's what you're doing. You're reinforcing that stereotype by counting reps out loud. You can tell the client, right, three left, two, one. I'm okay with that. You yep. don't need to count them all out, but you should know in your head what number they're on and where they're at and telling them when to stop, how many they've got left, et cetera, et cetera. And, and they stuff can like... count to 10 themselves. <laughs> and counting down or something like, like if they're doing it for time, 10, nine, just say three, not, two, one. When three. They're not launching off. Like we don't oh, need, there's not just... that much preparation. Yeah. I, I literally say, I was like, you will count if it's hard enough. I refuse to count for you. I've got other stuff to do. Um, yeah, I and I be... used to I used to just say to people, I used to say, I'll tell you when you're done. And it used to be when they'd finish that rep, <laughs> I'd go, done. done. I didn't even yeah. need to do two one, I'd be like, done. Uh, and they'd be like, Oh, thank God for that. Do you know? <laughs> there is that element to it where the second you tell tell someone they've got two left or three left, they just stop thinking and they just just yeah. do whatever. And they don't actually engage their brain because they just want to get to the end of it. Um so it's not done for like no reason. It's done for a reason that if you start counting down, you know, anyone listening to this knows that when you start counting down or you get closer to the end, you just kind of go oh, near the end. Yeah, everyone does yeah. it. So it's best to not know when you're near the end. <laughs> Granted, your client sometimes counts because they want to get to the end and that's fine. Correct. That's fine. Please. If they count, like that's one less job for you. Yeah. But oh, please don't so. reinforce a stereotype that PTs <laughs> just stand there and count reps. And then it's a case of like, all right, if, if you don't, you know, it's not to say if you haven't got anything constructive to say, don't say it at all. But that's just, that was borderline ridiculous. Saying something different every single repetition would confuse me when I'm, when I'm training something like with someone as well. I'd be like, what? I, and and the, other argument up, there, the other out, argument there wash. is the other argument there is that they with the people that they're doing it with on those videos they are of a high enough training age to know all that. <laughs> yeah. they don't need to be told that like you don't need she was doing like i said she was doing all the stuff I, I could understand it a little bit more still think it's not the right thing to do if she had really poor form but like you said then you'd go to at the end of the set during a rest and go it's on the next set what I want you to do is try keeping your chest up and push your knees out. That's what I want you to think about. Just keep chest up, knees out. One upper body, one lower body cue. That's it, right? Yeah. And we'll go into the next set. 
but like the fact is that she was keeping her chest up, her knees were pushed out, and she was driving through her heels. It's like, what mm. are you saying these things for? Just shut up. Like, it just annoyed me. <laughs> really annoyed so, me. So yeah, over overcoaching is a syndrome kind of thing, and you'll you'll know the coaches that do it, and they just don't shut up, or they'll talk, be speaking to their client twenty four seven, and it does lend itself well to group x because they kind of they don't like silence is a thing but from a few coaches as well they don't like that oh this is awkward and you're like awkwardness is fantastic some of the most hilarious things happen out of awkwardness yeah um <laughs> but the, the one thing i would say as well is that if you the more you talk the less likely they are to hear you when you do say something useful yeah like, i can't stress that enough like they're not selective they'll just drown you out if you just say shit like that all the time during a set especially they're not going to listen they're going to they just heard all the same things whereas if you're very selective of what you say they your client will listen because they'll be like oh he doesn't say much usually if somebody does i better fucking make sure i do it yeah yeah um, i think my clients would, would concur with that i i'm quite quiet when during sets and stuff and um, because i like i like walking around my client for and just looking what they're doing and be like, all right, I'm going to change and just have a little tip. Admiring your work, Tom. Just I'm admiring just like, your oh, work. yes. <laughs> that looks great. Um, I just have a little tip, like a tick list. Obviously, I know their issues and I'll be like, all right, what did we th-? They'd be like, before the set, what did we talk about? Maybe this before, maybe, do you remember to do this? Did you remember to do that? Blah, blah, blah. Remember this. And off you go. Those are your cues before. Hopefully, she probably was, was told before the exercise by John. To be like, remember, knees out, chest up, drive through that bit, drive through your heel, crack on. And be like, oh, this is all brand new information during the set. Why are you giving me it now? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, wait a minute. But there's also like stuff that will, just from a perspective, as a coaching perspective, they're all shit cues. They were all internal, which is fine because she was kind of an, a, like, an athlete more than like, and she could move. But there was no external cue in there, was there? There wasn't like chest up to like, Drive that chest, chest to the wall. Yeah. yeah, throw that. Drive that backwards. Hit. See that bar in front of you on that. And those knees to be outside of that bit. Like that's gold. Like that should work for anybody. It's like eighty percent more retention of actual learn of a learned skill and learned movement. Whereas internal cue, and so an internal cue is something that you just go towards yourself, right? So I'd be like, all right, Dan, I want you to slightly move your elbow towards your sternum. You'll be like, you know what that means, and it means a lot to you. And but that's a shit cue, fucking nothing. It'd be like, all right, Dan, I want you to blast your elbow to right towards your uh, your Nike tick, please. Awesome, you know, that'd be great. Um, so it's it's elaborating that kind of stuff. So I we we like those. We like external external stuff. Use your surroundings and environment as well. I think that's that's gold for me in terms of coaching, mm-hmm. coaching cueing. So don't overcoach, but don't undercoach as well. Don't be like, oh that looks like shit. I'm not saying anything. Um have to coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good what, that feel just, like say, that? just just sit there and go good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> do this. See you later. Um yeah that's what I'd do. Lovely mate. All right. Um any other business? Are we gonna anything else you got no, lovely. Not Wonderful. from me. Not from you. All right. Um, hopefully, I guess we just have to cover um, going back to the gym. Go listen to one of the other shows we did previously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't be a twat. Don't go hard or go home. Um, don't be a hero in the first two weeks. You're not going to set any PRs. Um, and yeah, go do some basic fucking shit. Cool.
Easy. I think that rounds it out. Easy. Um, right. No other business from me, I believe. And my eight-week group are done. So good luck if you're listening to this show. I expect all of you, all 30 of you, will be, I'll be looking to see if you've listened to this show. Um, I won't. Hopefully they'll pass. We want 100% success rate from level two onto level three, of course. So they can all pay us more money to do the PT core course. That's what we want, isn't it, Daniel? No, they, don't learn. they get that anyway because they're the first cohort through. Lucky buggers. Um, yeah, lovely. So that'll be interesting. Um, and yeah, apart from that, my protein group doing well. Lovely. It's good to hear. Good to hear, isn't it? Um, thanks for listening, guys. And we will catch you next week. See you later.